Spectrum and send it to the internet. Shit, you guys can fix a lot of stuff. I'm sorry that you have to. That that me and your grandparents and your great grandparents fucked everything up, but you guys you got you guys got this. You got it under control. the only two options i mean i don't want to go to to heaven with all those assholes you know i'd rather rather be in hell with all the cool people because um they just moved around enough times to where they were like fuck this i i don't think that i think it's because people don't I, and you know and they, there's a lot of people who enjoy music but there are fewer music fans you mean as we as we go on, there's fewer and fewer music fans. Yeah, I think so. I I, uh, I agree with that to the extent that pop music has kind of it's forced out all of the smaller, you know, niche musicians and and yeah. types of music and stuff. Um, however, I think we live in maybe the this new renaissance of of music where it's so accessible and it's so um it's so easy for you know people to just pick up instruments and record themselves and you know make a name for themselves um you know back in the day you had to have the assistance of millions of dollars via the record label sure and then and then they controlled everything about it and uh and that's it just doesn't exist in that same way anymore yeah. Um I don't know. There's there's almost like a um it's almost sad that it doesn't exist that way anymore, but it's also probably for the best, you know. No, I don't um, want to go down the negative road with it. I mean, I I absolutely can see both sides of that argument that you're making and I I I agree like it's never been more accessible to make and record music and be creative and that's one point might be to say that well the cream is going to rise to the top if it's really good people will hear it right um, there are tons of really amazing excellent musicians who have never been heard and maybe this gives them the the voice or the the ability to be heard maybe it doesn't i don't know maybe it's just so crowded now it's going to be harder for the cream to rise but i don't, I don't know it's it's definitely interesting i'm going to try and yeah. be positive on it but i do think the ease of access has damaged the ability for people to be passionate fans they it's just too much there's so much they can't really absorb it or really get into it like like i remember listening to albums like over and over and over again just one album and now with just shuffle people hit shuffle on spotify and they listen to all kinds of music and they might get introduced to some great stuff and, and maybe hear it favorite now and again but i don't think that anyone puts on faith no more's angel dust and listens to that on repeat for you know 10 hours in a day yeah well and you know, it, it kind of blows my mind that, I mean, even when I was still somewhat young and like, you know, <laughs> learning about what bands I really enjoy and stuff, um, uh, I could download someone's entire discography. I could literally just steal every song this band has ever made off of yeah. the internet, including all the wacky bootlegs and, you know, stuff like that. And um, the the appreciation for waiting for a new album to come out 
then getting that album, then listening to that album over and over, um, you know, it doesn't, it's not, it's just not the same, you know, um, to have so much accessible to you. Um, it it just kind of, uh, it, it just makes the experience a little bit too, uh, I don't know, too 21st century, you know, um, but then again, you know, I, I'd rather have access to, you know, a, a, a band and, and that I've never heard of, you know, via that same medium. So, you, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard to say what, what if there's a, a really a negative to that. But It's tough. So, so Mitch. Yeah. Uh, thanks for showing up to uh, Ruminations from the record store. Number Thank two. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, share. Um, so, so we were just talking about how uh, you drag your records from place to place and move to move. And <laughs> you've, I'm sure you've moved quite a few times in your in your life. But your last big move uh, to uh, Colorado, and you, so you're just now getting around to unloading the boxes of records. Well, actually, these boxes of records are something that was, they were bequeathed to me via my grandfather on my mother's oh. side. And my uncle, her brother, um, left. Both are no longer with us. And they were in the possession of my aunt. And she, knowing that I was the biggest music fan in the family, yeah, decided that they belonged with me. So I'm really lucky. That's, uh, that is special in itself just being known as the one who's going to appreciate all of the music um that's really cool i i thought it was really thoughtful because i mean i've always kind of been the a little bit of the black sheep of that family anyway you know you know and so it was like for once i guess it it paid off a little bit and i was i'm happy to have these because my grandfather was a huge music fan and i know what these must have meant to him and how much he enjoyed them and then music always has like this attachment to memories and things so I mean, I'm I'm really excited to see because I don't know what's in these boxes. I've got five Man. boxes of, of vinyl here. I don't know what's in them. So, um, okay. So, what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? What's in um, the box? So, uh, open one up. See, uh, see if there's anything that just immediately uh, kind of tickles your fancy. I'm so excited. This is my favorite thing to do is to dig through, you know garage sales and um you know estate sales and stuff and just see it's you know i feel so judgy you know because obviously this is a person who this is their whole life you know and they're all of their you know preferences and their their choices and stuff and and musical tastes all in a box um but um what's in there let's get a little sampling here like, first of all, I open it up and there's this big cloth uh, calendar. <laughs> this isn't the albums, but it's a big calendar of all of the family's birthdays, all like written out and done by, must have been my grandmother. Lucky. So now you have all of that information at your disposal. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So well, they had five kids and all five kids lived within like a four mile radius. I grew up with like 23 first cousins or something, all within four miles of me. So oh my oh, God. yeah, it's wild. Uh, so first album is uh, Beach Boys, Best Of. Nice. Got some Connie Francis, Diana Ross, uh, 
Gene Pitney. I don't know Gene Pitney. Brenda. Oh, we got some Mamas and Papas. 16 of the greatest hits. We got Roy Clark. Elvis. Lawrence Welk and his musical family. It's a double album. Man, lucky. That one's cool. Oh, some Three Dog Night, Golden Biscuits. Nice. Dion Warwick. Can you still hear me? I'm, dude, you're on. All right. Uh, there's just so much. It's going to be tough to. Oh, we got Adventures album. <laughs> Pop Country hits. Pop Country. Let's see what they got on there. Jim Reeves, Eddie Arnold, Skeeter Davis, Hank Snow. This is something I wish you were here to go through these with me, man. Yo, can you think of a more country name than Skeeter Davis? No. <laughs> That's about as country as it gets, I'd say. Isn't that rat as shit? <laughs> so it sounds pretty eclectic. It sounds like they've got a little bit of everything, 60s, 70s, maybe even going into to the 80s a little bit. Were they... So you, so these were primarily your grandfathers and your uncles, you said? Yeah, grandfathers and uncle. Did you know ahead of time kind of what their musical tastes were like? Well, I knew my grandfather was really into country and big band. Really? Okay. And, and uh, my uncle was into rock. You know, he was definitely a hippie era guy. So I was kind of thinking I might bump into some, you know, maybe if I were lucky, some Hendrix in here or Janice or something. Sure. Um, oh, and there's a there's a bunch of forty fives, man. Like a big stack. Nice. Wow. Wow. This is crazy. And the- <laughs> so, do you like do you like forty fives or do you prefer LPs? I mean, uh, if you had to, if if you're for your collection and your LPs, like, but. I think it's fun that that they've got them in here, you know. Yeah. Oh, here's the here's the gold of the whole thing: aerobic dancing. Damn. <laughs> Lucky son of a bitch. Of course, you're you gonna have... get in the best shape of your life in your spandex <laughs> with your thigh master. You got some Johnny Cash, of course. This is interesting. This is a. These are in these kind of like full size boxes. They're regular, like vinyl album size, and. Uh, it's classical music. We've got some um, Tchaikovsky, Stravinsky, The World's Greatest Music, album number five. So those look like those will be fun to listen to. Too, too bad you're missing one through four. Yeah, I heard those were, yeah. I heard those were the, the really the world's best. <laughs> and then five was just like something like extra throw-ins, you know? It's not, you know, so, this is music. So, it was the side B of world's best. There's also an eight track. <laughs> and here what is it? Um, let's see, what is the eight track? You gotta reach in there and grab it. Fingers crossed, Bay City Rollers. No, no, it's Glenn Miller. Hey, all right. Check that out. Do you have a do you have an eight track player? Does anybody? I actually did have an eight track player. It's probably still in a box somewhere in my garage in, in my hometown, but yeah, yeah, totally. That is crazy. This one is weird. It's got a kind of half peeled off label. It says trade was stamped on it with a, some type of a, a stamp, not written. So I don't know what that could have been. But this one's wild because I this was my first intro. Like when I was a kid, um, the first time I heard Hendrix, when I heard the Woodstock album was on a reel to reel. Have you ever used one? No. 
Uh, and that's what's in here. There's some uh, old reel to reels. Wow. wow. Yeah. Does it say what they are? This one is. It's a library. It's not. Doesn't look like it's a music history series. American History Volume Two on a reel to reel tape. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to find like the the ones that, that I grew up listening to. That's wild, man. Yeah. So, um, so is, is any of this stuff stuff that you that actually had ever seen before, like in your childhood? So far, not real. Well, this Metallica album. Oh, I'm, oh shit! I was just kidding. But there's a there's sheet music for Metallica in here. I wonder where how this ended up in there. I mean, was it is it yours or is it your uncle's? I, you know what? It might have been my uncle's. My uncle, the last uh, thing he and I played together because I. I knew him growing up and then uh, we came back from Hawaii and I had picked up guitar in Hawaii and he, he played guitar. And so that was something we were able to kind of bond on when, you know, I didn't really connect with a lot of my other uncles cause they were all more, uh, you know, cowboy jock style kind of thing. So sure. anyway, um, he had me learn uh, Eric Clapton's tears in heaven and we played yeah. that together. And so maybe this was his. Maybe he was learning Metallica to play with me. Man. Because I this that, is not mine. That is so cool. What song is it? I'm gonna give you three guesses. I came back to the States in ninety two, ninety one. Um man, Metallica ninety two. Something that that an, an older guy would be able to play and be able to tolerate. Um, is it from is it from the Black Album? Yes, it is. I mean, it's got to be Sandman. <laughs> it wasn't Sandman, but I played Sandman more times in my high school band than I care to ever admit. I played that so many times. No, it's nothing uh, that matters. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, of course. Yeah. So it would have been, I would have guessed Unforgiven first. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good call. Um, okay, right on, dude. That's yeah. that's almost almost more exciting than the music itself, man. There's some Chicago in here. Some Rare Earth. Oh, my God. Is everything in pretty good shape? You know, it's all in in used shape, in loved, listened to shape. Yo, that's... That's the way to hear it, man. You know what I'm talking about? Like, this is not like a collection of, uh, you know, put behind the glass stuff. This is, there are a lot of loose records in here, too. Like, it looks like they might have lost the the sleeve or something at some point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got some Bad Company. We got some John Denver. I love me some John Denver. Got some Carpenters. <laughs> So, hey, when you were a kid, man, did you did you kind of keep up on every medium? Did you buy albums, then tapes, then CDs? I mean, did you buy it all? Um, my first tape that I ever purchased was AHA's Hunting High and Low. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I bought that at the drugstore in my hometown. Uh, and I didn't get a CD player until until I was a freshman in high school. It was a little late from the time they actually got introduced, but I mean, I bought tapes and then I bought CDs and then I bought uh, SACDs and, and DVD audio for the five minutes those were available. Right, right. Yeah, I had a mini disc player for. Oh, did you? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I was the shit. I had like. <laughs> I think it was stolen. I think it was. I think. I think someone stole it from Walmart. Someone. And, uh, someone. Someone. Well, I wouldn't. I would never admit to who it was, but <laughs> they know who they are. They know. I. You know. I never. I. You know. I want to say that I had one, but I know. I never had any music for it. I feel like I got it at Bookman's out of a curiosity, but never had anything for it. It was. Um. It was. Um. Early in the the it was early in the mp3 days and it was um i i felt like i i think i just plugged it into my i would buy mini discs Uh and then i would you know rip like mp3 files to it and then um and but it could hold i want to say it was like two gigs or something which was like berserk you know it was like so much stuff um and uh and i just thought it was like the coolest fucking kid but it actually turned out to be um the like the quickest to die technology i mean it was so fast <laughs> it wasn't around long no for sure that's, that's how i always feel about like all those people that would buy a like a like a pontiac and there would be a an eight track player in there you know what i mean and uh it's like man that was fucking dope for that 10 year window <laughs> you know i and then when i when i got to college i did start buying vinyl when I was a kid, I probably had like a little one, but I, I started buying vinyl when I was in college and then don't remember what happened to a lot of it. Probably lost it in one of the big breakups of my earlier youth. Yeah. And a but, divorce. And a divorce. Yeah. One of those divorces. But here <laughs> I just found some Patty Duke. Nice. And uh, Sonny and Cher Live. <laughs> and The Doors. So I knew there'd be some hippie stuff in there. Yo, The Doors makes it all worth it, man. Dude, I what love The Doors. I'm the not doors. even apologize for loving The Doors. I know some people are not you know, Doors fans. I think it's kind of a phase that you go through. But I've been a Doors fan since my dad introduced me, and I've never stopped. I just think there's something so... Um, it, it's, almost, it's almost like you have to be in on the joke. You know, like you have to... <laughs> it's like someone had to introduce you to it for you yeah. to appreciate it. I get that. Okay, yeah. Well, I've got two copies of the debut album here and okay. a copy of Waiting for the Sun. Right on. Which has a big sticker. It says, Hello, uh, includes Hello, I Love You. Yeah. I'm going to have to take some great pictures for you. That's some good stuff in there, man. That's a, that's a, a lucky come across. Yeah. I'm really, like I said, I feel very fortunate that they chose me to be the new caretaker of this collection. So how many boxes have you already gone through? That's two boxes. <laughs> Maybe three. I don't know if I can look through that first one. Those are heavy, man. So you were saying, like, when you move, you don't want to haul all that with you? I think about all those, like, how many, how many kids, like, especially, like, military kids and stuff like that, they, they had these, like, trunks full of albums, and their parents were just like, no, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm not paying shipping freight cost on all these fucking hippy dippy albums, you know? Yeah. And they just got lost in the mix somewhere, you know? Where do those end up? Where could they be? Yeah. Like what kind of treasures are out there that it's got left behind? Uh, this box is, looks like some Christmas albums. We got some uh, beef oven, uh, some Nat Cole, more Lawrence Welk, Doc Severinsen. All right. Yeah, you know Christmas albums to me like when I'm going through uh, 
rec- like records at a at a garage sale or an estate sale. Christmas albums have always been the bane of my existence. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, I can't think of something I'd rather listen to less than a Christmas album. But you know, there's got to be like lots and lots and lots of people who those are maybe their most cherished. You know, just parents trying to make memories with their kids and putting on, you know like you know Nat King Cole and you know, just like these Christmas albums and stuff I personally have always hated Christmas music yeah but um I don't know what do you think what's the worst music that you can come across in a box of records <laughs> the worst um I don't I don't know it would have to be it would have to be too singular to say like the worst that I could come across like it would be like show tunes of a particularly bad show that I didn't like I mean, I sure. drift down South Pacific. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah. That counts. But uh, yeah, the, the Christmas albums, especially when it was like one guy doing a, a really weird variation on the classic themes. I mean, it seems kind of kind of bad. That used to be such a, a thing. Just a whole album, like cover albums that were of just the most absurd. Like, why are you covering that shit? You know, like. Why is Herb Albert covering <laughs> the? You know, like why is Herb Albert covering the Dixie Chicks? Or you know, <laughs> like, like I just I don't know, man. I just don't know why that used oh, to be. Oh my goodness! How about that Christmas sing along with Mitch Miller and the Gang. Mitch Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Did I not just send you a picture of a sing along album with Mitch Miller? Yep. And here's another one right here. It's a double. Holy shit. I think you're going to need to post me that. I will. I need to see, will. I need to see a picture of that. <laughs> I'll leave that one out, so make sure to get a shot of that one. Oh, man. This is really crazy. This is amazing. Just, yeah, there's like a ton of little drummer boys, like a ton of Christmas albums in here. What is this? This one. JFK, the presidential years, original speeches, 1960 to 1963. That's cool as shit, man. Dude, look at that. Do you have any other, um, that also used to be a thing that I, I don't think we see as much anymore in our, in the digital age, but do you have any other like really cool, um, albums that are just, um, like audio files essentially, or like historical kind of like recordings? Well, in there, I already saw a couple of uh, the Living Constitution, like, album. Like, yeah. there are a few of those in there, too. Like, some crazy stuff. That's also super cool. It, you know, records used to be educational as much as they were, um, you know, enjoyable. So I have a, um, I have a record that I actually really like. It's um, The Moon Landing. It's all of the me? audio recordings from The Moon Landing. That's awesome. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who, who produced that? Stanley Kubrick? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've had this conversation. Yeah. Go back a couple, but we, I think we talked about that. <laughs> we did. There's the Dubliners. Finnegan Wakes. I don't know what this is, but it sounds awfully Irish. Yo. Ours. 15 Walt Disney favorites. This one might, might be something. 
Hey, Disney albums are actually very highly sought after and still pretty valuable. Uh, keep that one aside. You should look it up. Got some Jackson 5. Got some monkeys. There's some really great stuff in here. This is some very eclectic music, but you could you could actually really tell the appreciation of music from the early, you know, 60s all the way through the 70s. Like, um, I, I bet you if you still had the collection, I bet you there's tapes. I'm sure they're not in there in the boxes anymore, but I'm sure that whoever collected these things probably had some really, really good taste, and there's probably some other really great music to go along with it. So what's your favorite find so far? Well, this one I just found, I think I'm going to really enjoy because I like Chet Atkins, country yeah. fan. Like that, you know, incredible guitarist. I can't wait to listen to that. Share. I think this is my favorite one right here. I'm a Mormon. Nice. <laughs> Bobby V, let me just take another quick. Got some Dean Martin. Earl. Neil Sadaka. Potluck Elvis? Potluck with Elvis? I don't know what that is. <laughs> no shit. An album called Potluck with Elvis. Yeah. I gotta look that up. Interesting. Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> Yo, Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. Which album is it? Stand, dude. That what a dude. What an excellent album, man. Wow, I can't even read off the titles of this. <clears throat> Inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make anyone blush here. What is it? Oh, got some vanilla fudge. Yes. God damn. These are, these are definitely some that I remember my dad being into too. So kind of a cross. Got some birds. Yeah. Too many. Too many. But yeah, well, my favorites would have to be maybe like that. That Chet Atkins so far, just because I'm, I'm excited to listen to that. Um, I'm excited about the, the Sly and then the Doors, uh, I think, because they're, they're still one of my favorites. Man, I'm I'm so excited. This is actually really fun for me. Um, like I said, man, I we live in a time where you you don't get to, you know, go to someone's house and flip through records right now. We're just kind of living through a, a weird time. Yeah, and uh, and thumbing through records um, to just kind of uh, analyze someone else's tastes and it, it's so cool, man. And just knowing your your you know your musical history and stuff it's, it's really really fun I'm, I'm super appreciative that you uh you got all those boxes and brought them back and and they are with someone that who's gonna absolutely appreciate them and and uh and actually listen to them and they're gonna have a new life man how, how long do you think it's been since someone listened to actually actually listen to some of those records it's probably been since my my uncle passed so i mean that's been uh 15 18 years something like that wow that's cool man yeah well that's super cool 
I, uh, I whipped through those pretty quick. So, I mean, at some point I'll go through them a little bit more carefully, but for time's sake, I was trying to, to keep it, keep it tight, but I look forward to you paying a visit up here to the great state of Colorado and going through some with me and checking it out. I think we'll have, we'd have a good time man. pour ourselves a drink yeah. and then just bust through these records. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. And, uh, and then we'll do a, we'll do a, a, a listening session. <laughs> yes. That's I can't cool. wait to do sing-alongs with, uh, sing-along with Mitch. We will do that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get you the, tra- hear the tracks right now. Joy to the world. Hark the herald angels sing. What child is this? We three Kings that came upon a midnight clear silent night. This is all the classics. Classics. All, all the classics, Mitch Miller and the gang. There's yeah. a, there's a Christmas song called which child, what child is this? That's a song. <laughs> It's a, a yeah. It's it's green sleeves. You know the you know the uh, the jam. Yeah, yeah. But that's the actual uh, title to it. As it, as if we don't know what child it is. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, we know who we're, we all know who we're talking about. Yeah. We need to, no need to be coy about it. <laughs> well, Mitch, thanks, man. Thank you so much for kind of digging through all that stuff. I want to see some pictures too. If you'll post yeah, them up. I, on the site. Yeah, um, I will send you some, and then yeah, definitely post them for your uh, for your spot. Right on, man. Um, well, cool. Uh, we'll have to do it again. I'll uh, I'll go find some boxes, and we'll we'll do the same thing. We'll dig through some uh, some old albums, and we'll uh, we'll do the same thing again another time. I think a video of it too at some point would be a lot of fun too. Just to look like a video of it, since we can't be at one another's houses flipping through, through records. Yeah, video. yeah, absolutely. And you cool. know, cool stuff too. Like just having little trinkets like you know a, a a family calendar like that's cool as shit man that is just such a great addition those are those kinds of like little things that i like you know and i like seeing you know little mementos that aren't aren't just about the music but about the time and you know what other people are doing with their life and stuff that's really really cool well, hey, Ken, thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank yeah, I appreciate you, man. Uh, we'll do this again. Thank you so much for listening to Ruminations from the Record Store. Mitch? Thanks again. Yeah, later. Later. We know you've been scared watching horror movies by yourself. Well, now you don't have to. Hang out with Ruminations of Red Rum, all things horror from movies to the latest spooky games we've played. Come hang out, but hurry, the killer's behind you!